evening and welcome to Diz Dad's Podcast, episode number five. I'm your host, Aaron Rittmaster, AJ Ritz on the Diz Boards, and with me today are Greg Hughes, Billy Bob Blockhead on the boards, Mark Pratt, Pratt Pack, Gary Hashman, Gary H-Man on the boards, and Jason Gilbert, Jason4024. Welcome, guys. Hello, how are you? You might be asking, who are these Diz Dads and what's up with their podcast? Well... We're a group of fathers from around the world. We represent a range of ages, ethnicities, religious traditions, political beliefs, careers, and interests. But we all share three things. Love for our children, love for all things Disney and Walt Disney World, and participation in the Diz Dads Club threads at thedizboards.com. We're hoping to use this podcast to share all of those things with you. So tonight we're talking about Animal Kingdom, the much maligned of the jewels in the Walt Disney World crown, but got to tell you, as a dad, I really enjoy Animal Kingdom. The first thing that we wanted to talk about is the attractions of Animal Kingdom, and we're going to go around and do our our Around the Horn segment on our top five Animal Kingdom attractions. So let's start with uh, our our newbie, Greg Hughes, on his first podcast tonight. Uh, Greg, what's your number five attraction in Disney's Animal Kingdom? Number five, I took this one around the supper table tonight with the family. Uh, Colony River Rapids, uh, we like that number five. Uh, we like to do it early in the morning on the hot day so the heat can dry us up. And we love it. You're not going to ride that and not get wet. Great choice, great choice. Uh, Mark, how about you? I chose number five as the primeval world, or as some people call it, the primeval hurl. Um, it's, it's just a fun ride. My wife and I and the kids enjoy it. Gary, you're number five? Um, I have uh, Camp Mini uh, Mickey Green Trails is my number five attraction. Uh, it's nice that they have a group of characters all in one spot where you can put them all and kind of maybe hopefully be done with it for a little while and not have to stand in line. At the end of the day, we usually hit that Jason, what about you? Um, I feel the best way to start my list is actually with Rope Drop. I, my family has loved every Rope Drop we've ever been to, and Animal Kingdom we saw for the first time this year, and it was just amazing. The kids loved it. It is a great show. Um, my number five, actually, somewhat similar to Gary, but um, sort of the flip side of it, which is the, the sort of what I would call the random character meet and greets in Animal Kingdom. Uh, we had great character interaction with uh, Flick over along the side of a trail, and uh, especially with Lilo and Stitch near the front of the park. Um, they spent a lot of time with my daughter and even did everything they could to try and get my, my son, who was character shy at the time, involved. Um, so that was my number five. Uh, number four, I would say, is Collie River Rapids. Um, we love the rapids too, especially early in a hot day. The downside of it, though, is that it's just too short. Right as you're getting into it, the ride's over. Um, we happened to be there during not such a busy time, so we got back in line and did it again. But you know, you still got to run through the queue again. So, uh, Jason, how about you? What's number four? I'm also at Collie uh, River Rapids. My my kids feel the same way. You know, it's it's a great ride, but it's way too short. Um, we're only an hour from uh, Camel Beach Water Park, which is up near one of the ski resorts here, 
and they know what those water rides are like and they're just they were a little disappointed but you know enjoyed it in the same just with the length of the ride and gary what's number four for you uh number four for me is the festival of the lion king um uh, the monkeys are great but just the whole uh it's, it's almost like a broadway type play uh going on in front of you and um the acrobatics and stuff that's going on is uh, comparable to one of the Cirque du Soleil type stuff. So um, I've got that as my number four. Okay. Um, Mark, how about number four for you? Uh, number four for me would be, I'm going to go with the, you know, most of you, the Tech Cali Ripper, Cali River Rapids. Um, I really like that ride. It's it, the theming of the whole thing is really neat. Um, you are correct. It's a little bit too short for me, but it, it is fun and it, and it does get you pretty wet. Okay, and uh, Greg, do you have a number four for us? Number four for us, we like the Kilimanjaro safaris. You never know what you're going to get. Uh, you might be sitting there for 30 minutes waiting on a giraffe to cross the path. Uh, if you get there early in the morning, you're going to see just about everything that there's out there. Uh, just a great ride, and in, actually it's a good time to rest a little bit too since it's so lengthy. Why don't you run it back down for us with your number three as well? Number three, we like the Finding Nemo attraction. Um, incredible theming, uh, incredible actors, uh, great puppetry work, uh, great story, uh, just a lot of fun. And uh, one of our favorites, just for the kids, they, they enjoy uh, going in and, and, and sitting down and watching all the talent that these folks have. Just great stuff. Number three for you, Mark. Uh, I went with the Kilimanjaro Safari as well for number three. Um, I like it just because, like you said, the animals that you see, especially like you said, if you can get there early in the morning, because later in the day it's just too hot and they're not out. Uh, the last time we went, we got you know, we got some great pictures of the the baby elephant that was out, um, of him running trying to catch up with his mom. I got some really good pictures of that, and we, I mean we got stopped in the middle of the road once because there was something crossing. I think it was a water buffalo or something crossing our path, and we had to wait for that silly thing to get out of the way. So number three would definitely be the, the safari. Number three for you, Gary? Um, I also went with Finding Nemo. Uh, I think the most amazing thing about the Finding Nemo uh, show is that you almost forget that there's a puppeteer, <laughs> even though they're standing right behind it. But uh, my, my, my daughter loved it, my wife loved it, and I, I enjoyed it as well. So it's, uh, it's number three. And how about you, Jason? Number three. I'm also going to have to go with the safari. Um, just basically, you know, the kids, again, love it. And when I when I told them I was doing this tonight, they were all going, you know, they wanted to know what, what I was going to say, what rides I was going to pick. And I pretty much let them pick because they're the main reason that I go. I, I mean, I found a love for it the first time I took my daughter and... I still have the video of her sleeping through her first safari, but she watches it all the time. So that's that's one of our favorites as well. My number three is also going to be Kilimanjaro safaris. And on the one hand, it's some great opportunities. On the other hand, I have to admit, I think that sometimes the vehicle isn't as well suited to giving you the best view possible as it maybe could be. Um, I know that they're trying to give you the sense of being on a, a safari vehicle, 
but you know maybe I'm a little spoiled because we've got a, a zoo that's done a, a recent uh, Africa expa uh, expansion so we've got a really nice Africa display where you can get up close and I just think sometimes I, I get a better view at the zoo um, than than from the safari vehicles um, but the kids enjoyed it and and I have to agree with everybody who said it's a nice break in the middle of the day too to get off your feet for a bit and it, you know, under the shade of the, the canopy on that vehicle. Also, uh, number two, turning the corner, I happen to be one of the people who enjoys Primeval Whirl, believe it or not. Um, my daughter absolutely loves it. She loves things that spin in general, and Primeval Whirl is one of the few spinning rides that I can tolerate pretty well, so I enjoy being able to do that together with her. Uh, I think we rode it uh, three or four times when we were there, twice when, right in a row near the beginning uh, of, the, of the day. So number two for you, Jason. I'm going to go with Festival of the Lion King. We saw it on our last trip again for the first time, and an amazing show. I didn't know what to say when we saw it. It was just, just a completely amazing show that, that we weren't really expecting, which is, I guess, something you have to learn with Disney is you should always expect the best because you're, that's what you're going to get. Gary, number two for you. Um, on my number two, I've got uh, Expedition to Everest. Um, it's probably one of the best, co uh, maybe the best coaster there uh, in, in, between that and Rock and Roller Coaster. But um, yeah, it's just a great ride. And the fact that they've got the Yeti themed in there and, it, and we're thrill junkies in my family anyway. So uh, it's, it's probably the one of the better rides for us. Okay, and uh, Mark, you're number two. My number two would be Expedition Everest, just because it's it's a great ride. Um, love the thrill of it. Um, I wish they'd fix the Yeti, because um, now it's just a dancing Yeti. It's just a strobe light with a Yeti in it. So um, hopefully we can get a petition going to fix that. But all in all, it's it's a fantastic um, a fantastic roller coaster ride. I actually got to meet my nemesis for the first time at that ride too. So that'd be Jason. <laughs> yes, that was definitely a, a first. That was our first disc meet for me, actually. And Greg, what was your number two? Number two for us is Bugs Life. We think it is the best 3D show in all the parks. And for me, it's actually a lot more fun watching the folks who are the first time in there with the bee stings and uh, the bugs and the critters living at the end of the show, watching them react to the jabs in the back or the, uh, the uh, stick in the rear end, if you would. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's more fun for me to watch those folks just about than, than the whole show itself. But we, we do like it. Uh, it's funny and uh, kids love it. And like, like I said, the, uh, the other folks, they're, they're just as much a thrill as the show itself. Okay, and why don't you go ahead and give us your number one? Our number one, Expedition Everest. Um, w one of the things that we did uh, a couple times ago, we rode it at night right before it closed. That's, that's an incredible ride when it's dark. Um, you can see everything uh, when you go up that first pull hill, and it's just a, it's a good roller coaster. All right, and uh, Mark, your number one. My number one would be Dinosaur. I, I like it because it, it just scares the tarnations out of me. I, I, I always know that it's going to scare me, and I'm almost always ready for it. 
but every time it, it seems to get me. Uh, so it's just it's a fun ride. My my son loves it. He's a huge dinosaur fan too. So it's good times. And number one for you, Gary. Uh, my number one is uh, the Kilimanjaro Safari. Uh, mostly because it's my daughter's favorite thing to do there. She uh, she loves animals. Um, says she wants to be a veterinarian when she grows up. So anything animal she is completely and totally immersed in. Um, the trails almost got on there, but for me, the, to see the animals almost in what seems to be like a natural habitat is so much more fun, and she loves it too. So that's that's our number one. Jason's number one now. My number one has got to be Everest. Um, as Mark said, that was where we had our first disc meet, which was kind of cool. He actually showed up with fast passes on that that morning for my son and I, and it was my son's first ride. So that was definitely enjoyable to get on there with him. Um, haven't gotten my daughter on it yet, but my son definitely had a blast, except for the last time we went on it because it was pretty windy. We were there in December, and it, we were there during that cold streak. So it was it was windy, and he had more wind burn than anything, but he definitely loved it. Well, I'm going to round it out by agreeing with Expedition Everest, too. Um, that was the first Disney roller coaster that my daughter rode, and uh, she and I rode together, and she absolutely loved it. And I, I'm actually going to qualify this and say that, that my number one is sort of split, and it's two things at once. It's, at the same time, the most probably most extreme ride, or one of the most extreme rides in the park, which is Everest. And the flip side is, number one for me also is just the the theming and the immersion of the park itself um not even any individual specific attraction um that was our first park that we visited in our first trip to disney world and my son was really shy about rides and characters he just kind of was was not ready for it he was just absorbing everything and it really turned out that animal kingdom was a great place to start because he spent the day just exploring the the theming and exploring the drums and the um, the the dancers that came out in front of one of the restaurants and all of those things were just so absorbing to him that uh, it didn't matter that he didn't want to get on any of the rides. Um, just being in the park was his ride. I think that's one of the things that makes. Uh, Animal Kingdom sort of a, a different park and a special park because it really is uniquely immersive in a single theme. I like Animal Kingdom because there's there's it's kind of hard to pick five rides because there's not really five uh, thrill rides there, but there there's a ton of stuff to do at Animal Kingdom and it's a really a family uh, kind of orientated park. So it's it's a blast to bring the kids there. They love it. And I agree with you on that, Mark. It, 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 while, yes, there's not the big stuff there, um, it, it is just a great place for everybody to, to be able to go around and take something in and out of it. The thing I like about it most is that it, it's almost an easy day. Um, when you're at Magic Kingdom, it feels like you got to rush to get somewhere to get something done. Uh, same thing with, uh, with Hollywood. You, you feel like... You know, if I don't get it done now, it's not going to happen. Where, when you're at Animal Kingdom, you feel like you got time. It's it's a little more relaxing. Yeah, I, f I felt the same way um, with with animal or with Animal Kingdom. Um, we were there in 2009 with my three-year-old or my yeah my three-year-old son and my 70-year-old mother-in-law, and 
every one of us had a blast. It's it's the perfect park for the family just to relax and, and take your time. You don't have to rush through everything when you're there. I want to take a minute and uh, give everybody a chance to get to know another Diz dad. Uh, so tonight, Jason Gilbert is on the hot seat. Jason, you ready for 10 questions with the Diz dads? Nothing could be as hot as some of the things I've entered. <laughs> this is true, uh, as, as I'm sure we will learn. So, uh, Jason, why don't we start with where do you live and what do you do for a living? I'm from a small town in Pennsylvania called named Coaldale, um, coal, coal mining area in the northeast central Pencil part of Pennsylvania. Um, my full-time job is tech support for a internet provider. Um, on the side, I do soccer coach, I do firefighter, I do EMT, I do um, you know dad, husband, gardener, Mister Fix It. You pretty much name it, and I I do it. Oh yeah, and a Disney specialist for fairy tale journeys. Okay, and can you describe your family for us? My wife Leslie and I have been married for ten years. Um, in just a couple weeks here, we have a seven-year-old daughter Kaylee and a four-year-old son Corey. And what is your favorite off-the-beaten-path location in Walt Disney World? I would definitely have to say the the trails around the Tree of Life at Animal Kingdom. I'm, I'm definitely a huge fan of them. And what is your least favorite place at Walt Disney World? Um, I don't know that I have one. Um, it, it's very hard to, to come up with one. I think my least favorite place in Orlando is definitely the airport on that terminal on, on the way to go home. That security line has got to be the worst in the United States. I travel for work, and the only one that comes close is is DIA in Denver when they uh, close, you know, go down to one line. But uh, Orlando is just crazy. Our last trip home, we spent four four, four hours, I think, four, about four hours in security to get to a plane that was five and a half hours delayed. Wow. So we it took a long time to get home last last trip. So who is your favorite animated Disney character? I'm going to give you one I know you probably haven't had yet, and it's Pongo from the Dalmatians. I'm just a huge fan. That was my first favorite Disney movie, and I've always picked him as if I had to pick a favorite character. It was definitely Pongo. What sound or noise do you love? my kids voices at the parks it's just hearing them interact hearing them do say things to each other that they don't normally say and you know just the way they react to each other being there because they know it's it's their happy place and that's that's what makes it happy for me what sound or noise do you hate parents that yell at their kids if you if you need to, you know, I understand it happens, but if you need to discipline them, just try to pull them aside, you know. It's it's more of a takes away from the experience, I think, when there's when there's kids that aren't I mean, not kids that aren't behaving, but parents that are maybe overreacting to the way their kids are behaving. I hear you. Um what career other than your own would you like to attempt? I would love to be a photographer, a photo pass photographer. Uh, I love taking pictures. 
I would love to just be able to capture those memories for people. I, I would love to do it. And what job could you imagine that you would not like to do? I think it would probably be working as someone on one of the rides, like, you know, controlling the ride or um, maintaining the fast path line, things like that. I just, I don't know if I'd be able to do that every day because I'm sure they have, there's moments when they have to deal with their share of, of nasty customers or nasty people. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you could be a Disney cast member for a year, and just for a year, what job would you want to do? I would definitely say photographer. That's how much I would love to do it. Thanks for uh, taking your turn on the hot seat, and uh, Jason, you can step off. Cool that down. Was, that was pretty easy, actually. All right. Uh, you know, we're, we're a pretty friendly group after all. The next topic, we were, we were starting to get into a little bit there at the end of our uh, discussion of the favorite attractions, but wanted to talk a little bit about touring strategies at Animal Kingdom. Um, I believe it was Jason who first mentioned uh, Rope Drop at Animal Kingdom. Yes, it was. Uh, I'm a big fan of that, the Rope Drop show there that they do at the very beginning at Animal Kingdom. It's short, but uh, they bring out characters and, you know, kind of get the crowd uh, ready for a, a day in the park, and I, I think they do that upright. What do you guys think? How important is it to be at Rope Drop at Animal Kingdom? With our personal experience, I find Rope Drop to be essential because we usually try to have an 8 a.m. breakfast somewhere. So Rope Drop is usually one of our essentials to get there for breakfast on time. We've yet to make a Rope Drop at Animal Kingdom. Um, I think we've made them at every place. Well, Epcot and Animal Kingdom yet. And we've been there before rope drop because we had a eight o'clock breakfast when the rope drop wasn't until nine o'clock. I can't wait. Hopefully we can get one in this this time that we go. Yeah, I mean, we were there for a rope drop. And on the one hand, I think it allowed us to get going with the day and to do some other things first and then go to Kilimanjaro Safari and still have it be early in the day so there were still animals out. And we might not have been able to do that if we hadn't been there at rope drop. But I have to admit, Animal Kingdom, as much as I love that show, if you had to miss a rope drop, like if you had a late uh, evening the night before, Animal Kingdom's probably a park where you could get away with, you know, being an hour or two later as long as it wasn't one of the busiest times of the year. The next question is, you get there when you get there. Let's say you get there early on. What do you do first? You know, how do you, how do you, how do you tackle Animal Kingdom? I was going to say that usually we... That's the first place we go is the greeting trails. Um, it's it's nice to get there when you know most people are trying to get to Everest or uh, trying to get to Kilimanjaro. So I want to go somewhere where we can kind of relax and settle into our day and get ready to go. And the best place for us to do that, especially with my daughter, is to to go meet some characters. And so we head straight to the greeting trails. We like to to hit the safari first just to, to get the animals um, when they're still, you know, out and about in the morning. Um, and then go on to some of the greeting trails as well. Really, I, we, we like to, we can't miss Ivy because she's, that's really neat. Um, just the way she blends into everything in the background. Um, and then of course, we'll, we'll get our Expedition Everest fast passes before we jump on the safari so that when we jump off, um, we can get right back on. Uh, and get right back onto the Expedition Everest. 
Yeah, we are we're Everest fans, so we head out to Everest first and make sure that we get to get a couple of rides in there before we, we move on. Um, like, and like I mentioned earlier, we go from, from Everest and then kind of loop our way around to, to the safaris. Um, we did go during a time that wasn't as busy, and I know that the safaris can back up um, during busier times of the year because of those issues others have mentioned where you know it's great when you're already in the vehicle and out on the trail when you get stopped on the trail because there's an animal on the way but it's not so great when you're still in the queue and that happens yeah i i agree aaron um with the uh with our what we usually try to do try to do is go definitely go to the left we we always go try to get the safari done because we do like to see the early morning movement on the animals uh our last trip we were actually able to see the baby giraffe who was only i think eight or ten weeks old when we were there on our last trip so it was definitely something we might not have seen later in the day and then because my daughter doesn't ride everest we usually do you know we grab our four fast passes and then i take my son and my wife takes my son and we get our our everest trips in not long after that that's the one thing about that park. If you want to get uh, a fast pass for Everest, it's if you go left or right, it, you're going to have the same distance regardless. Um, we we always try to get the uh, uh, the Everest first, uh, and then we go. We just we basically what the weather is. If it's a hot day, we'll jump on the River Rapids and then cool off while we sit on the uh, safari ride. If it's chilly, uh, we'll we'll go to the uh, safari and then go to the tree of life and do a bug's life and go go from there either way though you really can't go wrong yeah i mean we, we started at everest and started working our way around and you know one of the things that we discovered and uh it was kind of disappointing. I didn't even realize it before we got there. And it's one of those things I'm glad I know now. But um, my son was kind of excited to do the boneyard because he's really into dinosaurs, but way intimidated by the dinosaur roller coaster. At four years old, he's big for his age, so he might have been tall enough to ride, but it would have scared the heck out of him. Um, but the boneyard doesn't open till 10. And so if you, if you get there early and, and, you know, it's not busy and you get those couple of rides in at Everest quickly, you work your way on down to Dinoland and it's still not open yet. So that was a, a real disappointment to him. I guess the, the, I guess the touring tip is if your kids are into dinosaurs and want to do the Dinoland, uh, you know, the Boneyard Playground, um, realize that you're going to have to wait until a little bit later in the day. Yeah, we did that. We did the same thing this past trip. Um, got a lot of the things out of the way. We we had breakfast at Tusker House and then, you know, made our way around. And by that time, actually, the boneyard was starting to empty out. There wasn't as many kids there. I think when my son was there, there was maybe 15 kids total playing in there. So he had a he had a great time and you know got to hang out there for a while. Well, I, I think our consensus here is that that one of the things and and maybe this is one of the reasons that that we enjoy animal kingdom as a good family park is that there are really a lot of approaches to touring at animal kingdom that all work uh, really just depending on what your family is there to experience Um, those of us who have younger kids tend to focus on getting the safaris in first and and um, you know 
character trails and things like that. Whereas the those of us who have older kids who are, are more into the thrill rides are heading you know straight to Everest, working our way back for for Primeval World and Dinosaur, and, and you know ha- hitting the uh, thrill ride track. I think that's a good way to put it. Uh, it you can, you can split it up regardless of, of how your family is. All right. Well. Uh, I think we're ready to move on, and uh, Gary has a trip coming up very soon here in May that uh, he agreed to give us a little preview of. So, Gary, why don't you tell us about the trip coming up in May? Uh, Yeah, uh, we are leaving. I live in Athens, Ohio, and we're going to be leaving on the 27th and driving through the night um, and staying somewhere close. We haven't quite decided yet where, but somewhere close uh, to Disney World on the... uh, 28th. Our first day will be 29th. We're staying at Port Orleans, uh, French Quarter, and um, we've had a book since November. We uh, we got to take advantage of the dining plan. Um, it was kind of a, me and my wife had discussed it quite a bit on whether or not we would go back. As you know, it's pretty expensive and it's kind of hard for us to do, but. Um, it just kind of fell into place where we're both getting extra vacation time and um, our daughter's sixth birthday was was going to be hitting right around that same time so that's what we're going to use this for as a celebration excellent so Um, you're heading down you're staying at at port orleans you're doing the dining plan uh do you have any what's what what's the adr you're most looking forward to um, the ADR that I'm probably looking forward to the most is the Ohana. Uh, I think we're doing that midway through the week. Um, I think the one certainly that my daughter's most excited for is uh, the Akershus uh, uh, Princess Meal. Um, and that's going to be the day, that's going to be on her birthday, so... Uh, she's excited about that. We we did that exact uh, exact dinner for my daughter's eighth birthday, back in October. Yeah, and it, well, the last time we went, we did the same thing. It was not during her birthday, but uh, it was certainly her favorite meal uh, while we were down there. Um, something we're doing this time, actually, I wanted to want to talk about is, um, and I don't know how many we all because we only have one child. Um, and most of the rooms that you can get down there are, are uh, rooms for up to four. We always like to take somebody along with us. The last time we went, we went ahead and took my niece. And this time we are taking uh, my wife's best friend's son. Um, he's about the same age as my daughter. And uh, I, I know, because when, when I was 16, I got a little help. Uh, there was a class trip for um, students in a law class that I was in. And uh, I really couldn't afford to go by myself uh, on my own. My dad had had uh, some health problems and I was actually kind of working to help the family and somebody actually paid for my trip. So I try and make it a point that, you know, since I have the means to do it and really since we had free dining, the only thing I had to pay for was park tickets. And uh, so we're we're taking Wesley, his name's Wesley. He's coming along with us for this trip. So that's something that I'm really excited about that, you know, I get to give this to him. And it's not necessarily something that his parents could afford. That's great. That's great. It's a special experience for a kid. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it, it meant a ton to me when I was 16. Um, 
and, and I had kind of outgrown that whole magical phase. So him being five and a half, it, you know, I can only hope that it means as much to him as it did me. So any other special plans that you're uh, especially excited about on this trip? Yeah, you know, the, I think the thing that I'm, <laughs> it's funny because I'm an Uber planner and uh, I, I, I plan until it's almost annoying to me. But when I get there, I kind of, for whatever reason, I kind of drop whatever plans that I've made. I, you know, I, I think of park strategies and how I'm going to do it, but I let it all go. But the thing that worries me the most about this one is that it's during uh, a, a more crowded, hot period and, and uh, there are going to be more people in the park. And I'm afraid that if I have that, that, you know, let it go and just enjoy the park attitude that I'm not going to get anything done hmm. at all. So I, I guess that's one of my big fears right now. Well, you know, all I can say is that what I was seeing, uh, and even during these really crazy, you know, 10 out of 10 crowd days over spring break, it seemed to me that people who had a, a went in with a plan and and had a good touring plan and followed it, and you know not crazy, but obviously you've got to adjust to circumstances as you go. But you know who who stuck to their touring plans, still were able to enjoy, uh, you know, pretty much a, a normal touring day, even with the park packed to the gills. Yeah, and that and that's what I'm hoping that you know if, if I just you know kind of stick to it. I don't want to be like drill sergeant about it, but if we can kind of stick to it, I'm hoping that we can hit most of the stuff that we want to hit in, a, in an easy manner so of some sort. I, I, the other thing that I was going to say was um, both the kids are just under 44 inches. And uh, so I'm wondering whether or not to put lifts in their shoes. We actually did this for my daughter the last time. She was under 40 inches and wasn't going to be able to ride um, pretty much anything but the kitty rides. Uh, as she called them, and uh, so we actually put her lip, put lifts in her shoes, and she was able to ride test track and all that stuff with us. But this time it's the the 44 mark. We're about 33 and a quarter, and and that's with her shoes on. So I'm debating whether to put lifts on her shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that one. That's a tough call. I you know I haven't faced that one quite so much because both my kids are tall for their age, but uh, I, I could see where that would be difficult well and, and you know she's like i said we're a family of thrill junkies so if you know there's a fair or something she always wants to ride the big kids rides and is upset that she doesn't get to ride them and uh the, the funny thing is is we I've, I've got a picture last year or not last year last time that we went um on the tower of terror and uh she was four and a half so if she doesn't get to ride those kind of rides she gets upset and, and she had talked she had talked to me about Everest too that she wanted to ride it so I don't know if she'll be able to make it yeah might have to hold that one for next time and they definitely stick stick to that that limit my my daughter missed she's not a, a thrill ride person but she missed the rock and roller coaster last time by less than a half inch and like she didn't want to ride it anyway but she, when we got there she wanted to so we'll see hopefully next trip maybe in uh, June and February of next year we're hoping well and the other thing is, is the kids are they're they're super aware of where everybody's heading and what everybody thinks is fun and 
there's you know there's sort of that mob mentality where <laughs> if everybody else is doing it it must be great and i want to do it too so how long are you going to be down there gary uh we will be staying for five nights um at port orleans um we have a six day ticket but i don't know how much of that six day we'll actually use uh and and this the first four nights are going to be the first four park are all four parks and then for the most part we're gonna let the kids decide but i imagine we'll be going back to hollywood and um to magic kingdom the last two days sure so um and then you've got to uh, drive home how, how long is that drive for you about 14 hours if i stuck to the speed limit <laughs> and we'll hope fed's not listening or watching exactly <laughs> yeah actually our last day our last day i plan on um my wife's gonna go ahead and take the kids to the park and i'm just gonna do a little extra sleeping and and resting while they're getting it out of their system that way i'm kind of geared up for the drive so sounds like a plan i've been tempted to to try and drive it but from here it's 21 hours um and that's even pushing it a little bit so I, i'm not sure i'm up to that yeah it's i mean even 14 hours well and with stops and stuff it's going to be probably closer to 15 and a half 16 hours but um the, for, for me i like to drive through the night anyway it's almost a a zen type experience for me to drive while everybody else sleeps and i'm listening to some i don't know bluegrass or folk music on the way down sounds like a plan sounds like a plan you got a great trip coming up my friend now we're pretty excited all right. Well, let's uh, let's move on. And you know, it wouldn't be a Diz Dad's podcast if we didn't talk about food. So um, let's let's wrap up our last topic here and talk about our favorite uh, food options in the animal kingdom. Um, it's not really known for its uh, fine dining establishments, but there are, is some great grub in the animal kingdom. And uh, why don't we start just kind of going around here? Uh, and Jason, why don't you tell us where you like to eat in the animal kingdom? We generally tend to pick our animal kingdom day based on where we have a dining a dinner reservation. So we actually eat in the park one one meal and that was at the Tusker house for Donald's breakfast but that was one of the kids favorite breakfasts while we were there they they enjoyed the experience and and being in the park as early as we were they they definitely liked that and what was it that set that breakfast apart was it the food the character interaction the way they handled the characters what was it I think the way they handled the characters and and we might have gotten lucky by our seats we were when you go into that, when you come into the building and you make the hard right and come back like you're going towards the front of the building again, we were the first table inside that room. So we were the first one that the characters hit and they actually didn't start the characters until 30 minutes after our reservation. So we had pretty much had eaten and as soon as the characters came in, they came in five minutes apart and we had all of them done and we were back in the park in an hour completely done breakfast and all four characters met and back out in the park so i think just the way that they handled it i don't know if it's always like that or if we got lucky but we definitely liked that experience the most that's pretty impressive yeah so gary where do you like to eat in animal kingdom uh actually it's restaurantosaurus by default it's the only place we've ate uh i've not actually had a chance and 
we've got the same thing where we usually had an ADR or something that was, you know, off site or at a, or not off site, but at a, uh, one of the resorts. So it was just kind of, we were waiting to go eat somewhere else. So I think it was like a lunch and I probably had a, a double burger or something like that. So yeah, it would be restaurant source by default. <laughs> okay. How about you, Mark? Where do you like to eat in Animal Kingdom? I, I've got a few places I like to eat. Um, I, I like the Tusker House. Uh, we did the Donald Safari breakfast as well. Um, and, and it is fun. We we got to sit right next to the door where Donald was right outside of it. And he kept peeking in at our kids and making them laugh. And it was, it was a blast. Um, but Tusker House has also the the lunch special where you can get the Nemo preferred seating tickets as well. And my wife and I did that um, the last time we did our, our just her and I trip. And that was really neat to have that package to be able to go over to Nemo and just walk right in and, and get your, you know, your premier seats or the preferred seats. Um, the other one is Yak and Yeti counter service one by Yak and Yeti. I think it has one of the best counter services. It's cheap. It's fast. Uh, my wife and I get one order of like the orange chicken or whatever it is there. And that that's good for us. Um, and then next to Expedition Everest, there's the thing that's called, um, it's like an, an, an Andapar's ice cream truck. It sits right there and it has soft serve ice cream. And we always, we always seem to get one of those ice creams as well. So those are my, my three. Okay. Um, and how about you, Greg, where do you like to eat in Animal Kingdom? We like the Tusker House as well. Uh, we've done breakfast and lunch. We didn't do the, uh, the Nemo lunch, but uh, kind of like the, the openness of it. Uh, big, bigger place than it looks. A lot bigger place than it looks. Um, so that, and that was very enjoyable for all of us, especially with the character meals. Uh, we like the flame tree. I uh, like getting some lunch and going down by the lake and letting the ducks uh, come up and talk to us for a little while and we like the yak and yeti counter service as well um that one uh i think as mark said there's something for everybody there uh and it is quick and it is cheap uh, like the open air sitting just go out and sit down and uh, find a you're lucky to find a, a, a piece of shade there uh but uh, those those are our three favorites well i think um that that we may be like some others in that uh when we're at animal kingdom you know we don't always plan our big meal of the day in Animal Kingdom. Um, I think some of that's because, and we how we man- managed to go this long talking about Animal Kingdom and not mention the fact that somehow Animal Kingdom is about five degrees warmer and 10% more humid than the rest of the world. Um, I don't know if I'm the only one who noticed that, but uh, that, that seems to be somehow you know they bring a, a, a little bit of african asia with them um and and it's just it feels hotter in there than it does the rest of the parks um and i think i we just have less of an appetite when we're in animal kingdom um you know we will typically just do a quick serve like a um you know we did pizza safari which the kids got what they liked uh, the my wife and i had tasty uh uh you know chicken caesar salads that were perfect for the fact that it was kind of hot and uncomfortable and um we sort of extended our our trip to africa by uh having dinner that night at boma so it's not 
at Animal Kingdom, but it's at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, and, and we kind of, you know, extended the experience a little bit by doing it that way. Mark, was it warm the day we were there? I, I don't remember. Oh, man, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was humid. Yeah, it was about, I think it was colder there that day than it was in Pennsylvania. Yeah, it was all over about <laughs> 20, 27 degrees, I believe it was. Was that okay. that picture that you guys posted up yeah. that day? <laughs> yes, that was that morning, right after we got off of Everest. Hey, I'll, we were... I, I'm going to say this, though. If it was 27 degrees there, I bet it was 22 in the other parks. Probably right. <laughs> hey, Aaron, I got one more thing about the dining there at um, at Animal Kingdom. I, I you know, I, I do all my ADRs. I try to do them all at about 180 days just so we can get what we, what we want. Yeah, and I was on the phone with them, and I actually got ADRs for the rainforest. So we go to check in at the rainforest, and that is not on the dining plan. So just a heads up for any of you that are planning to go to that, that is not on the dining plan. Yeah, you know that's one of those ones because it's a contract restaurant. Um, it's not a, a Disney restaurant that uh, it's not on the dining plan, and uh, that's that's it's almost like a downtown Disney restaurant uh, in that way. Yeah, it was it was kind of inconvenient to have you no know, kids that were hungry and ready for breakfast, and nope, can't serve <laughs> it. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Now one other thing too is. Um, Disney coffee is awful. That brown water Nescafe garbage. But Animal Kingdom is one of the few places where you can get real coffee. Um, the the Kusafari coffee shop has actual Africa shade grown coffee. And you can't get it everywhere in Animal Kingdom, just at Kusafari. And it's worth paying the dollar extra for real coffee instead of Nescafe. Anybody else with uh, dining tips for the animal kingdom? You have to try a jalapeno cheese pretzel. They were right when you come off of Kali at the bottom, like where the main road goes through or the main path. They were the best jalapeno pretzels I've ever had. They would be the only jalapeno pretzels I'd ever had, but it does sound good. They were awesome. Well, does anybody else have uh, dining suggestions or overall suggestions at this point about Animal Kingdom? I would say just like like we said before, just get there early. If you want to do the safari, get there in the afternoon. If you want to do Cali Rapids, <laughs> and uh, and first and foremost, don't get there in December. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's what I really want to know, Mark. Did did you do river, the Cali River Rapids in December when it was twenty seven degrees? No, no, my friend. No, no. It was no. closed. I think it was closed. We, tr- my kids wanted to, and it was. We couldn't. They don't even think it was open. It could have the possibly been iced over. <laughs> could have been. I would suggest it being like a middle of the stay park as well. Um, if you've got back-to-back days of parks where you're going to be hoofing it and you feel like you're on the run the whole time, you know, if you have Hollywood and Magic Kingdom back-to-back, it's good to have a park like Animal Kingdom in the middle because you get to relax and take your time, and, and you don't have to, to feel rushed uh, like you do at some of the other parks, and that's nice to have in the middle of your stay. Yeah, now, I also, I, I can see that. I also happen to like it as a, a first park. Uh, I know a lot of people like to start at, at Magic Kingdom, but... Um, 
I think it's a nice way to ease your way into the trip and not feel like you're kind of running headlong into it. Um, and I know that for my son, it was much easier for him to kind of warm up to the experience of theme parks by being able to be absorbed by that, uh, you know, theming and all of that first before the craziness of the Magic Kingdom of Epcot, that kind of thing. Well, I think that about wraps us up. I've been Aaron Rittmaster with Greg Hughes, Mark Pratt, Gary Hashman, Jason Gilbert, and our producer-engineer Joshua Haas. Thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at podcast at disdads.com or find us on the Disboards in the Families Forum in the Disdads Club threads or find us on Twitter, Dizdads Podcast. Until next time, see you later. This has been a Wizard of Oz production.